This is Mount Zion, the city of a living God. We have come to the place where there are uncountable, innumerable company of angels. When Jesus met the man who was mad, man said, I'm legion because there are plenty inside us. When I show before demons, there are legions with me, angels. I don't care what they are carrying. I'm carrying a superior authority. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The guy is talking about legion of demons. They are legion of angels. The believer is never alone. I show up in every space and things begin to respond to me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? I dictate the atmosphere. Uh, yeah. I am the atmosphere. Yeah. Who am I talking to? Yeah, I'm the atmosphere. If the place is cold, when I enter, it gets hot. If it's hot, when I enter, it gets cold. I can condition rooms. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? You're not a thermometer, you're a thermostat. <laughs> I feel something in the room. I want to drive it, but I'm being careful. Come on, shout glory to God. Some of you are getting blessed already. You can share the grace right now, right? One more. Slap your neighbor and say, I get assurance. I'm not talking about that Porsche, right? You know, some guy, <laughs> some guy bought his girlfriend a Porsche car. I didn't mention names, right? She take it easy. You're the girlfriend. You like canal things. R repent. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about assurance today. Father, we thank you. Let's be upstanding for the reading of God's word. 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 to 13. Let's do TPT. Can we read together? One, two, three, go. This is the true testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life has its source in his son. Next verse. Whoever has the son has eternal life, Whoever does not have the Son does not possess eternal life. Next verse. I've written this letter to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you will be assured and know without a doubt that you have eternal. Come on, say I have eternal life. Say I'm not second guessing. I can't hear you. I'm not second guessing. Say I have eternal life. Say I am sure. I know like I know my name. Come on, I know like I know my name. I know it deep down in my Noah. I have eternal life. Come on, shout glory. Father, we thank you this morning. We leave here this morning with the assurance, doubly assured that we have eternal life. And that life is the life of the Son in us. We are not the same again. We're not regular people. The entrance of reward brings light and understanding to the simple. Our lives are transformed as a result. The demons are terrified. Everyone here is edified and your name alone is glorified. Hallelujah be your name in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Find your seat real quickly. The next time will be on you. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on, shall I have life? Say, I have life is the life of God in me. Only one person got to you. You should be shouting. <laughs> I have life. I'm not second guessing. No. I'm not second. Even if I'm handling things that are dead, I can transmit life. So, you know, the believer is a conduit. 
The believer is a conduit, you know, pipe. Is there wire here? Is there any loose wire? Find one for me. The believer is a conduit. The believer is a source point. So if this thing were an electric cable, this is the believer, power is flowing through you. You see when we say, ah, power, it's not just power, it's life. Because the life of God electrocutes. Have you seen someone under high tension influence and they dried up and became white? That's how things will dry up in your life that are not meant to be there. The moment you become aware that there's something different about me, that life begins to transmit. So it's not going to shock you to death. It will shock things to death that are not meant to be there. So, but you see, the, the life makes dead things come back to life. It makes <laughs> things that are not meant to be there die also. So the life is a double-edged sword. Are you following what I'm saying? But the problem is the believer needs to come to the point where they know that they have this life. They are not second-guessing. If you are not sure you have the life, dead things will happen around you. I can't accommodate death in my, in, my, in my area. Wherever I am is only life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, there's always life around me. Come on, say there's always life around me. There's no, nothing dies in my hand. Oh my God. Say nothing dies in my hand. That's the mindset. Even if it's your business, I can transmit life. You, you give life. You give life. So you leave your room every morning with the mindset, I'm a carrier of life. And you're looking for where people are dead. You know the Archbishop of Blessed Memory, Benson in the house, I woke up one morning looking for a dead man. Took his bicycle all through the streets of Benin and went through the room. Is anybody dead here? That's how ministry started. He read in the Bible that <laughs> these same things that I've done, you can do too, greater things. And he asked his pastor, Pastor, with God all things are possible, is it true? Pastor said, yes. Say, Pastor, how about raising the dead? The Bible said, true, you can raise the dead. I said, Pastor, have you tried it? Pastor said, no, but it's true. If the word says it's true, it's true, even though I've not done it. Because you see, some of you are waiting till you do it to prove it. The authenticity of the word is not premised on when you have done it. If the word said it is true, that's the validity. The assurance is the word itself. Did he say you can do it? You can do it. When the pastor said you can do it, the guy took his bicycle, went through Benin City, every door. Is there a dead man here? He said, no. Is there a dead man here? No. Is there a dead man here? No. He came back the next day until he found a dead man. And then he prayed for the dead man. The man didn't come back to life. And then he went back and read scripture where Jesus drove them away out of the room. He said he drove them out of the room. So he came back and said, everybody leave. <laughs> and he enforced the life. He enforced the life. Some of you need to enforce something in your space. Don't watch things die around you and you're keeping quiet. You are too calm for what is going on around your circle. You are too relaxed. It's time to express life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's time to release life. Command dead things to jump back. They show. Say, I have life. I, am, I know I have life. You have to be sure. You have to be sure. Put back my scripture. And I run this morning. I have life. 
So I've written this letter to you who believe in the name of the Lord that you will be assured and know without a shadow of a doubt that you have eternal life. So listen to me. You don't have life because you feel like it. You don't have life because you didn't do anything bad. The assurance doesn't come from something that you have done. The assurance comes from what he did. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm not assured because I did something right. I'm assured because he did something right. It is not in my rightness. It's in his rightness. So the validity of the assurance is premised on what he did, not on what I did. Am I too fast? You see lawyers looking at me like that. Glory to God. So what is an assurance? Like I said, it's not a Porsche car. Glory to God. This is my definition. This is not dictionary. So uh, assurance is a token or promise that validates or consolidates an earnest hope, desire, or expectation. Should I take it again? An assurance or assurance is a token, a token or promise that validates or consolidates an earnest hope, desire, or expectation. I'll do it one more time. Assurance is a token or promise that validates or consolidates an earnest hope, desire, or expectation. One more time. Assurance is a token or promise that validates or consolidates an earnest hope, desire, or expectation. So what you find with that is, if I said something to you, the assurance will be, the assurance will be what I gave you to make you believe what I said to you. Do you follow what I'm saying now? So if you watch all of these um, Nigerian home videos and all the rest of them, and somebody comes to Mr. Angoli now and says, ah, I'm leaving, take this pendant. My grandmother gave it to me. It's a good luck charm. And I believe that when you wear it, everything that happens around your life will be good. Watch the ring, guys. I don't know why it's humming like this. So everything that happens around you, why is it humming? Everything that happens around you will be good. And they give you that pendant or the necklace. Now, the necklace becomes a token that gives you assurance. Now, it's one thing to have a word. It's another thing to have something that makes you believe the word. Now, are you following what I'm saying? So they give you a word, but some people don't have faith in the word because they think the word is not enough. So when God gave us a word, he didn't give us a pendant. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When God gave us the word, he didn't give us a pendant. He didn't give us a token of promise. The word was himself. So when he gave you the word, it was himself he gave you as the assurance. So everything you would have needed as an assurance was in the word. Because Jesus, God, is one with his word. Are you seeing now? So when he gave you a word of promise, that word in itself was the assurance. So you didn't need anything extra to assure you or reassure you. Have you those of you who are dating? You keep asking your partner, do you really love me? Every time, every time, do you really love me? The way you are doing, I'm not sure you love me. Why? Because you see, with human beings, come find woman, you are looking at me, hold this thing for me. With, with, with human beings, listen to me, you often need reassurance. Are you getting what I'm saying? You always need someone to tell you, oh, they love you, they care about you. We're human beings. So uh, now every time and again, there's that need for reassurance. And if you're in a relationship like that, you want to be able to do that with your spouse or your significant other, all right? Very, very important. So God reassures us that we are loved by him once. Yes. 
the death of Jesus is the demonstration of love and the assurance of love. Are you, are you with me? The death of Jesus on the cross is the demonstration of love and the assurance of love. So there's nothing else he's going to do outside of that to reassure you. At best, what you will have is things written in scripture to remind you. So the scripture reminds us of the assurance. The scripture is not exactly the assurance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The assurance is what he did on the cross. The scriptures are the reminders of the assurance. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? So the assurance was done once. When he died, it was the demonstration of love and it was the assurance of love. But now he gives you his word as a reminder that he loves you, that he cares for you, and that he's with you always. Do you follow what I'm saying so far? Are, are, are we together? So you don't take assurance from your conduct. Some of, you, some of you want to be assured that God loves you, God cares for you by the things that are going on in your life. No, 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 no. You miss an appointment, you think God, God doesn't love you anymore. That's not where you find assurance. Our assurance is not premised on things that are changing. Are you here with me, guys? This, you will need this message, you. Because one day you wake up and I don't feel loved. I don't feel love. It's not a feeling. It's a knowing. It's not a feeling. So you must come to the point where you know that I'm loved by God. Whether I feel it or I don't feel it. Whether things are bad or things are not bad. I am loved by God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Very important. You lost your job. That's not how to check if God really loves you. That's not how to check. You lost a car. You lost someone even. That's not how to check. Things went wrong in your office. You opened up something and it went flat. That's not how to check if God loves you. Because the love of God is not premised on what you are experiencing. It's premised on what he did on the cross. So my assurance is premised on the finished work, not on what I'm trying to do for myself. Do you get what I'm saying now? Are you following carefully? Come on, talk back to me. Are you here? Yeah, I'm taking my time to explain so you can get it. So what, it's not about what God is doing or what God is not doing. Listen, the assurance is not also premised on your spiritual growth. Your assurance in the faith about what Christ has done is not also premised on your spiritual growth. So you may not be growing spiritually. It does not change how God feels about you. Are you here with me this morning? You've not read your Bible for 10 years. God still loves you. This is your first time in church after five years. God still loves you. Are there living witnesses? <laughs> Looks like a word of knowledge for someone. You've been out of church and you just showed up now. God's love did not reduce because you left. As a matter of God, it's that love that went after you and brought you back. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because when we leave, he keeps chasing after us. He's not leaving us. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Enter hell. Even if you make your bed in hell, there I am. Take it easy, take it easy. I'm sorry. Take it easy. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's that love that chases you. So your spiritual growth does not make you sure or not sure. No. I'm not growing today. I didn't pray this morning. God still loves me. Am I saying don't pray? That's the, you're hearing the wrong things. Hear what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you have not been praying, God still loves you. Now start praying. His love will love you into your prayer room. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. People are like, ah, so I've not been studying. I don't, I don't think God loves me anymore. No, 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 no. I've not really been a nice son. I've not been following God closely. F follow him closely now. 
Now that you know, follow him closely. I don't think God loves me. You see, this thing is just a consciousness issue. And I want you to come out of that thing. God loves you more than the devil hates you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's not premise. You don't find assurance in your... That's it. That is works in disguise. Some of you are, some of you are trying to gauge your closeness to God premised on how much you study and pray. I'm going to say something. Take it. Listen. Devotion does not make you close to God. Hey, are you here? Morning devotion does not make you close to God. You stone me after. We'll be fine. Morning devotion... Morning devotion does not make you close to God. What makes you close to God is your joining with him in the spirit. He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit. So what happens in morning devotion? It makes you more aware of the joining. Hey. Come, 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 come. So if she's my child, she's not my child, glory to God. I would have used my baby girl, Jupiter. Okay, so if she's my daughter now, we're joined by... I give birth to her. Don't need DNA test. Glory to God. So, first focus. <laughs> so, we're joined. Now, the closeness is in the joining. So, she might not be in the house, but we are one. Distance can dissolve DNA. So, she may not be in the house. She probably, by being in Canada, you'll be in Canada. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> like, take it easy. <laughs> So she might be in Canada, she might be wherever in the world, but we are close. But you see, talking with her every day on the phone will heighten her awareness of how close we are. Because no matter how often I talk with my servants, they can't be as close as my child. So I, I, I can be seeing my servants at the office every day, but they'll never be as close as my child, who I don't talk to often. And what this child can access will be always 10 times more than what the servants can access. So even if we haven't spoken for 10 years, she doesn't have to water the ground before she reaches me. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there's this servant in the office. Before the person calls, see, Oga, say, my I greet you today. How are you doing now? Say, fine. My mom, madam won't call. Say, fine. The plan is to ask me for money next week. Well, the guy started this week. He's building up expectation. But this one, we haven't spoken for five years. Daddy, I need it. <laughs> Can somebody holler daddy now? <laughs> so, so, so she is calling me because she has assurance. I didn't give her a Porsche. I gave her my life. I, I gave her my name. So when the child remembers whose child she or he is, she can call home. So it's easy to call home when you know your identity. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's easy to call home. Some of you can call home because you don't know who your daddy is. This, the prodigal son could call home because he knew. He woke up one day and said, how many servants pay does my daddy have? And they are all feeling fine. I will arise. When you know, you will arise. Are you here? 
Are you, see, see, see. When you know who your daddy is, you will arise and shine because your light has come. <laughs> so the arising is in the revelation of who you are. It's not prayer that makes you rise. It's a revelation. I know who my daddy is. I don't lack anything good in my life. You see what I'm saying? So you, you ought to know. Thank you. Put your hands together for me. So, so, so the closeness is not premise on devotion. It's premise on revelation. I know who my daddy is. So, but the more I study, the more I pray, the more aware I become of who daddy is. And if I know who daddy is, I know I can cash out anytime. Do you see now? Do you see? Have you ever seen Dangote's child praying, Daddy, help me? You see, sometimes it looks like asking God for help is like we don't understand who we... <laughs> say, God, help me, please. God, I, God, I just God beg you. <laughs> God, I beg, help me. If your child comes and says, Daddy, please pay my school fees, won't you check the guy's brain? I'm just realizing it myself because it looks like in all our piousness, Daddy, help me. God, help me. Now, I depend on God. I rely on God. But how do I approach him? I don't approach him as God. I approach him as Father. Do you see now? When you come to him as father, the response is different. The whole world can go to him as God. I go to him as daddy. Because he is the God of all creation, but the father of believers. Hey, uh, are, you, are you listening to what I'm saying? He's the father of believers. And if you're a believer, you should have boldness to go to your daddy. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You sound like my extra pulpit now. Glory to God. So I, I don't need a good luck charm. I don't need any extra token to... You know, be assured. I'm assured. I have assurance. I have assurance. Come on, say I have assurance. You don't need a Porsche car. You still need it. You are in the world. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. So write this down. A sense of assurance produces stability in the faith. A sense of assurance produces stability in the faith. It eliminates doubt and produces full joy. I'm going again. A sense of assurance produces stability in the faith. It eliminates doubt and produces full joy. One more time. A sense of assurance produces stability in the faith. It eliminates doubt and produces full joy. Now I was talking to someone sometime. I said to him, before you knew about Jesus, you were not sure you are going to make heaven. Now that you know about Jesus, you're still not sure. Something not wrong with you? I mean, think about it. Before you came to the faith, you were not sure about heaven. Now you are in the faith, you are still not sure. You go shock you. <laughs> are, you. Are you following what I'm saying? So God wants us to come to the place of assurance. When you know that you have eternal life, it eliminates doubt. It eliminates doubt. It eliminates fear. You are stable in the faith. So all this rising and falling, today you are up, you are down, it's because you are not sure. Say, I'm hot today. My prayer life is very hot. Tomorrow is now low. You are not sure. Because uncertainty brings instability. <laughs> uncertainty brings instability. But the moment you are certain, it makes your work steady. 
Because, listen to me, if you are not sure, you keep approaching your walk with God with fear. You are trying to examine yourself. You are trying to check if you are alright. Stop checking. Just walk. Just walk. Stop checking. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All this uncertainty, leave it. Leave the uncertainty. Focus on your walk with God. Today your prayer is hot. Today your prayer is cold. Why? Because you're not sure. You're not even sure if rapture sounds like you're going to go to heaven. That's why you've been answering other call. Seven years of your life, every time other call. If you are here, you want to rededicate your life, you are still rededicating now. 20 years in the Lord, you are still rededicating now. If you are here, you will now come out. Lord, I want to be in the number. When the saints go marching in, oh, when the saints, oh, when the saints, you are already in the number now. Come on, are you talking? You're already in the number. Listen to me. When you put faith in Christ, you were numbered among the saints. You are not trying to enter the number. No. No, I'm already in the number. You don't have to keep coming out. You know, I, I called one person one time. After one, um, what's it called? What I called, and I called the girl. I said, come. Are you saved? I said, yes, I'm saved. I said, let me not catch you again in your life. Because we need to help some people. Listen to me, listen to me. If you keep going out for altar call after you've been saved, you never grow spiritually. Because for every time you go there, you always come back thinking you're a baby. You will stay a baby for a long time because you gave your life yesterday. So you are still new in the faith every day. You are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Continue. No! You should grow up now. Ten years in the Lord, you are still drinking Serilac. Formula 2. Well done. No, 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 no. You should grow up. If I, if I say rededicate your life now, some people will come out. If I say reviver, come out. You come out. Fire. You don't need all of those things. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The believer must come to the assurance of salvation. I know I'm saved. I misbehaved last night, but I'm still saved. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? I didn't do right, but I'm still saved. Why? My salvation is not premised on my work, but premised on the finished work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saved. I'm saved, saved. Doubly saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't convince me otherwise. Come on, say, I'm saved. I have assurance. I'm saved. Yeah. You need to know that like you know your name. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happened, you're saved. It doesn't matter what happened, you're saved. Because you see, the death of Jesus factored in all your errors and took care of them before you did it. So nothing you do can abort what he did. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? So you're saved. You're saved. Glory to God. So a sense of assurance produces stability in the faith, eliminates doubt, and produces full joy. Glory to God. The assurance of salvation, true assurance will birth rest from self-efforts. True assurance will birth rest from self-efforts. 
you must learn to write in church. True assurance will birth rest from self-effort. You know, so if you're, not, if you're not sure about your salvation, if you're not sure about what he's done for you, you want to do something to add to what he did. But the moment you become sure, you stop walking, allow him do his work. You start resting on what he has done. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you stop trying to help God. You now rest. So the believer who is not resting doesn't know what has been done for him. He needs to be reminded. Do you follow what I'm saying? So you need to rest. There's assurance in this thing. It's the finished work. It's finished. Stop trying. It's not, it didn't say to be continued. When he died, he says it's finished. He didn't say you are finished. Are you? <laughs> he didn't say you are finished. He didn't say I am finished. He said it is finished. So he's done with the work. You now come into the rest. Do you see what I'm saying now? You know, just go, just rest. Just rest. Trying to be all nice so you can earn salvation. That's, that's dead works. That's dead works. Glory to God. Let's do some scriptures. I'll just show you a few things and we'll leave here. John chapter 5 verse 24, NIV. John 5 24. Glory to God. John 5 24. I gave you scripture. Do you have it? Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. So he's saying already that if you just believe, you have crossed. Do you see now? You know when you come to church, some of you are expecting me to say something that you have not heard before. So you now shout deep. Ah! And if I, this guy, they preach. Ah! You will not hear it today. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> see, the scripture is deep in its simplicity. Are you? That's deep. The simplicity of scripture is the depth of scripture. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, this thing is so powerful if I say it next year. It will still be powerful next 10 years. Why? It is the scriptures. You don't have to add something to make it powerful. It is powerful in itself. Do you hear what I'm saying? So he says, and if you have believed, just believe, that's all. Once you believe, you have crossed from death to life. He didn't say if you believe and perform. Oh my God, are you here with me now? He didn't say if you believe and behave. Uh, no, no, no. It's not believe and behave. So you are a believer, you are not behaving well. No, no, no. If behaving counsels believing, then Christ died in vain. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If behavior counsels believing, then Christ died in vain. No, it had nothing to do with behavior because if behavior could save you, Christ didn't need to come. Do you hear what I'm saying? So it had nothing to do with behaving. It had everything to do with believing. But when we have believed, believing will condition your behavior. You see what I'm saying now? So out of the believing, a new life will now come out. It will be an offshoot, not a start point. You hear what I'm saying now? Yeah. It will be an offshoot. It will be an expression. Now you are trees of righteousness. You will produce fruits of righteousness. You don't have to become the fruit first. You don't plant fruit. You plant seed. <laughs> you don't plant fruit. You plant seed. You see, but you're not the seed also. Jesus is the seed. Except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies. He abides alone. But if he dies, he will bring forth much more fruit. And I'm the fruit of his death. So I'm not trying. Listen to me, God. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says, if you have believed, not if you have behaved. This is the assurance. That the moment you say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in what you have done. You move from death to life. 
I'm not trying to second guess. Am I going to make heaven? What if Raptor sounds tomorrow morning? No, no, no. I will sleep into heaven. Hey. Some of you are praying to be awake so you can confess your last sin. No, go to bed. If the trumpet sounds sleeping, you sleep into heaven. You just wake up and realize, ah, I'm there. Glory to God. <laughs> no, no, no. Since the son of man coming like a thief in the night, that's not for you. The man in Christ cannot be taken unawares. You have the spirit within now. He comes like a thief in the night for the world. Not to us who are in the faith. Because you see, the trumpet will not sound as it will sound from within. Yete kola bahaya. The trump, okay, you are waiting for parada, 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 parada. That's NTA. Glory to God. The trumpet will sound from within. Why? So, those in the world will not hear it. They will just see guys taking off. Pa, pa, pa. It is those in Christ that will hear because the trumpet sounds in Christ. So, because we are in the same Christ WhatsApp group, when he sounds, we all get the message. And the what bears witness to the sound is the spirit within. So because you have the spirit, you will get the signal. Whether you are sleeping, the spirit does not sleep. So even in bed, you will just up there. By the spirit. It's like a You know what I see? Someone in the flight going from here to Canada. And then you just enter the plane because you're tired. And you slept off. And I shine, fasten your seatbelt. It's about to take off now. And then you open your eyes after four hours. Even if you were sleeping, the flight won't leave you behind. <laughs> no, you were sleeping. But the flight took off. You are inside. You will take off. You will wake up where you are going to. What I'm saying, even if you are sleeping in Christ, you arrive in heaven. <laughs> in Christ is the assurance. Not in your performance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are not behaving well in Christ, no problem. Shall you are in Christ. That's the assurance. See, if you have believed, you have moved from death to life. You have moved. You are not trying to move, you have moved. Come and say, we have moved. You know how we left Vantage to here? That's how we moved. And we will never go back there. Never. In Jesus' name, glory to God. <laughs> never go back there. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Never. <laughs> never. You can't go back to Egypt now. Glory to God. You hear what I'm saying? Never go back there. John 3.16. Put it on the screen. Don't read off head. <laughs> you know something like, ah, we, we know the scripture now. You don't know it. You don't know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal. This is not maybe. It's a statement of fact. That if you believe in the Son, you will never perish. See, what if I misbehave? Is it you will never? Now, notice it doesn't say 
whoever believes and is baptized. See, I was like, I'm saved now, but I'm not baptized yet. No, assurance is not in baptism. You went to baptismal class. Sorry. They stressed you. <laughs> Christ is the baptism. Oh God, where is that scripture? We find it for you. I didn't give it to you. Let me find it. Are you getting blessed this morning? Come on, talk back to me. Are you getting blessed? This church is a Bible school. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm looking for a scripture in Galatians. Can I find that scripture? Can I find that scripture? Glory to God. Galatians 3, verse 27. Help me find it. TPT. Uh, you guys are in the spirit. Ah. Now look. He says, but now you have arrived at your destination. Are we together, guys? Look at, look at scripture. By faith in Christ, you are in direct relationship with God. So, by faith, no, there's no, there's no middleman. It's not Ekele Maria, Jupiter and Gracia. Eating goes and eating, but listen, there's no listen to me. Listen to me. Mary cannot be helping you pray to Jesus. Are you yet? A- apologies to it. No apologies, sorry. <laughs> Listen to me. At the upper room, Mary was there to receive the Holy Ghost. Just like everybody else. See, she carried him for nine months, but he had to go and receive her upstairs. So carrying him is not receiving him. Yada. Carrying Jesus for Nami Bonam. Yaloja. Nami Bonam. No, no, no. After carrying the Jesus, you must receive the Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, this is me. You receive the anointed one, but you carry Jesus the flesh. They are not the same thing. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the anointed. The anointed one and his anointing. What she carried was Jesus in the flesh. The one she received was the Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. You carried him, but you must go and receive him. So, carrying him does not produce salvation. Hey, hey, hey. So, if she had not been in the upper room, she would have died and gone to hell. And you'll be here shouting, Hail Mary, full of grace. Pray for us. Pray for us sinners. You are the sinner, not me. Now it's the hour for your death. Amen. <laughs> look at this. By faith in Christ, you are in direct relationship with God. Your baptism in Christ was not just washing you up for a fresh start. It also involved dressing you in adult faith wardrobe. Let me see scripture now. Christ's life, look for me, look for me, TPT. Christ's life, the fulfillment of God's original promise. Find TPT for me. Find TPT for me. Verse 27, TPT. Look at this. It was faith that he masked you into Jesus, the anointed one. And now you are covered and clothed with his anointing, not water. 
So faith immerses you. Faith immerses you, not water. So without listening to me, if it was about water, you entered a wet sinner, came out a dry sinner. Or dry sinner, wet sinner. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If faith immerses you. So faith is the one that took you and put you in Christ. So the real baptism is coming into Jesus, not coming into water. So a man, everybody enters swimming pool every time. So what's the big deal about swimming pool? What's the big deal about swimming pool? That was a type and shadow of baptism in Christ. Because when they walk through, Paul talking about it, say when they walk through uh, um, the Red Sea, they were baptized into Moses in the Red Sea. So walking through that Red Sea was being baptized into Christ, pointer. That's why I told you that in the Red Sea, Jesus was that way they passed. <laughs> that thing was not um, express, Kota, it's Jesus. So they walked on Christ into a promised land. Because all other ground are sinking sand. That's why that one did not sink. Because if you look at me, you went to school, you have sense. If you make dry ground from where water has been, there will be mud. So how come there was no mud? How come there was no mud? They walked on dry ground immediately. Crisis instant. Crisis instant. Are you following what I'm teaching? So it was faith that immersed you into Jesus, not water. You know, immersed into water, you're immersed into Jesus. Come on, say, I'm immersed into Christ. Say, Lord, I'm immersed into Christ. Not water. Not water. John 3 16, put it back up there. So he didn't say if you believe and you're baptized. No. If you believe, it's alone. There are no conditions attached to the faith. If they were, it wouldn't be unconditional love. Are you following what I'm saying? That's a blinking. Glory to God. Are you getting blessed this morning? Are you learning something? Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 8, MSG. <laughs> Romans 5, 6 to 8, let's do this one. Glory to God. Now look at this. Christ arrived right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. Are you following with me? Now, he presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for. And we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfless sacrifice. But God, come on. <laughs> But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatsoever to him. So when he died, you had no business dying for you because you were worth nothing in the scale of things. So it's like, he, you see John Wick? You're the everybody called dog. What's his dog that you are mindful of him? Get enter continental, scatter continental. Why? Dog one unkita. Are you getting what I'm saying now? 
You killed somebody's dog. I, I can understand Edima. I've not watched Edima. Don't be asking holy here. <laughs> you know Mr. Edima? What's the name of the movie again? Black Book. Uh -huh. oh, oh, now you know. Uh. See them? See? See? So they killed, they killed Mr. Edima's son. And Mr. Edima not killed everybody. Yeah. But it was a son that they killed, not a dog. But John Wick went to kill everybody for a dog. What he's saying is that at this point you were a dog. Because you were of no use whatsoever to him. Now, even a dog had a use. Because the dog was for security. This one had no use. So God died for nonsense and made it sense. Hey. Are you getting what I'm saying? When he died for you, you had nothing to offer. It's not what are you bringing to the table. You were not even on the table. You were in the trenches. You were not on the table talking about bringing something there. So, yeah, 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 kosha. So, his death brought you from the trenches to the table and gave you what to offer. Yeah, yeah. He gave you himself and said, present to me so I can accept it. Yeah, yeah, glory to God. So, I didn't have anything to bring. He brought me in and gave me an offering. You know how your parents take you to church and give you offerings? Say, give. So God brought you home and gave you an offering, Jesus, and said, present to me. Come on now, shout glory to God. Oh, you say, uh, receive his sacrifice. I, I am the sacrifice. No, you are not the sacrifice. You are not the sacrifice. I brought myself. No. He brought himself. If you could bring yourself, he didn't need to come. If you could bring yourself, if you could present yourself, he wouldn't need to come. So leave me at the altar of my father. No, 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 no. That's Isaac. <laughs> are, we, are we together now? No, no, no. It was Jesus who was the altar, who was at the altar. He was put the altar and the offering there. Are you getting why are you getting blessed this morning? You were of no use whatsoever. You were not on the table. You had nothing to offer. When he died, he listened to me. You know the value of a thing by how much was paid for it. So when, we had no value in his death, we found value. The death of Jesus conferred value on the believer. The death of Jesus made you priceless. So I'm as expensive as how much was bought me. I'm as priceless as how much was spent on my head. So your lady is looking for high bright price. Take it easy. There's one sacrifice <laughs> for us all. Glory to God. Just <laughs> how to go there, boy. Glory to God. See, I do people very affordable. How much is your bride price? John chapter 6, verse 37 to 39. John chapter 6, verse 37 to 39, NIV. Are, are you getting blessed, guys? I want to be sure that you're getting blessed. Now, all those to Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Next verse. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Next verse, 39. 
and this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. So even if you don't want to be raised, he will raise you. Even if you want to get lost, you can't get lost. Why? He has a mandate that all that he will be given, he must not lose anyone. Put it in message. Just this, don't fall everywhere. Now, now, <laughs> Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more. Alignment. Somebody shout alignment. <laughs> The person who aligns with me, should I take this off, guys? It's fine. The person who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more, ever. I have told you this explicitly because even though you have seen me in action, guy, get doing this, you don't really believe me. Every person the Father gives me eventually comes running to me. So when you run to Jesus, it wasn't because you felt like the Father gave you to him. So it was the love of God that was pushing you. Running, running, running to you. I'll be running to you. Running, running, running. Hey, hey. Everywhere. You're on the canal, people. <laughs> and, and, and once that person is with me, I hold on and don't let go. No, he didn't say you will pray. Don't let me go. Ask me not to attend to see you. No, you see, once that person is with me, Kaya. no, no, no. This is the assurance. Once that person is with me, are you with Jesus? Come on, talk back to me. Are you with Jesus? Once that person is with me, I hold on and I don't let go. So he didn't say you hold on and don't let go. I hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are trying to hold God. Do not allow me. Do not allow me. Do not allow me, Jesus, to go empty and at this age in Christ. Touch me with your head. No, no, no. See, I hold on and I don't let go. Once the person is with me, so all you have to do is just be with him first. The moment you enter Christ, he holds on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said, I came down from heaven not to follow my own agenda, but to accomplish the will of the one who sent me. Look at the next verse. This, in a nutshell, is that will. That everything handed over to me by the Father be completed. Not a single detail missed. And at the wrap-up of time, I have everything and everyone put together upright and whole. This is what my father wants. That anyone who sees the son and trusts who he is and what he does and then aligns with him will enter real life, eternal life. My part is to put them on their feet alive and whole at the completion of time. The problem is there's no part for you. He says my part is to do it. What is your own part? Believe. There's no next verse for your part. Well, you're waiting for your own part. If you have a part to play, you will not finish it. Because you have been building something since you have not completed it. You open Instagram account, you only have three posts there. 
Uh, uh, in six months, now you open IG account. Only three posts. You want to finish salvation? You can't complete anything in the flesh. You started business. You've not, you say, ah, this year I must do business. You bought everything, you have given it out. Because you cannot say, by the crown declare, you will sell. <laughs> Your business will move. Things will work for you. You see, see, when the one who finishes things comes into your life, you have an anointing to finish. Yeah. Whatever you start, your hands will complete it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever you start, your hands will complete Come on, say, my hands will complete it. Say, my hands will complete it. I can hear you. My hands will complete it. That dead project comes back to life, I decree and declare. Everything that looks like it's going down comes back to life. I decree and declare speed upon your feet, blessings upon your hands, oil upon your head. In the name of Jesus, every dead thing comes back to life. That unfinished building in the village, I decree right now, time is compressed for you. And you finish with speed what your hands have started. Who am I talking to? Open up your mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Finishing strong. Finishing strong. Yeah. It's a grace to finish. It's a grace to finish. Glory to God. Glory to God. John chapter 11, verse 25, 26. Look at this. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. Now, this was when he came to the tomb of Lazarus, right? And Mary was. Mary was like. Lord, if you had come early, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, I'm here now. He will leave again. And then she said, I know, she will, he will leave on the resurrection morning. So first of all, she bacterated the miracle. Now she postponed the miracle. He said, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. The guy and I said, I'm here now. He said, I know, he will rise on the resurrection morning. What happened to now? You can get healed now. Your dead business can jump back now. I'm saying Monday morning, everybody owing you will start paying back now. Yes, I know what I'm saying now. Every deal you did is about to get response. Come on now. There's response coming now. Now. You call them, they never answer. I'm saying now, you don't have to push it backward. You don't have to push it forward. There's now, for now, faith is. The substance of things hoped for. Every day is not seen. Now, now, I say now, now, you leave this meeting with a testimony now. <laughs> now is a testimony. Now is a testimony. They wrote you off, but now. <laughs> they didn't call you back, but now. Check your phone again. Check your balance again. Things are about to shift on your favor. Now, now is your testimony. I said now is your testimony. Now is your testimony. Now, now. He said, if you had come earlier, he wouldn't have died. But now, what about now? And Jesus said to her, I am. No, he didn't say, I will raise him. He didn't say, I will raise him. Mm -mm. That's a different topic. Because anybody can raise the dead. But the one who showed up is not the one who will raise. He's the one who people call on to raise things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he had nobody to call. He was the one himself. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Anybody could say in the name of Jesus, rise up. But this one wouldn't say in the name of Jesus. I am Jesus. <laughs> Yada. Aya Clarkson is here. Jesus is here. <laughs> well, who am I talking to? Hanguli is here. Jesus is here. Glory is here. Jesus is here. Deborah is here. Jesus is here. Who am I talking to? When you show up in the place, uh, it's the presence of God that becomes the presence of man. Who am I talking to? You walk into your marketplace tomorrow and it's Jesus stepping into the room uh, and what wasn't working before begins to walk because you came with a new anointing that will shift things in your favor. It's a new season. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. So resurrection is not an event, it's a person. The guy showed up and did things. And we believe that he said, Lazarus, come forth. Because if he had just said, come forth. There's so much power in your mouth. When you go back tomorrow at the office, speak. I didn't say you should mutter words. I said speak. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Speak. Speak. He says, and the life. And the one who believes in me will live. Even though they die. So death can't cancel resurrection. Mm -mm. I'm not saying the business should not die so that it can be easy to raise it. I'm saying even if it is dead now, even if it is dead already, it will come back to life. If the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you, it will quicken. It will, it will revitalize. It will send a surge. Commando velebatis. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. This is the assurance. Are you getting blessed, guys? Are you getting blessed? Yes, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Very close. Let me crash this plane. Father, we thank you. John chapter 10, verse 28 to 29. AMPC. So many scriptures are good for your health. And I give them eternal life and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages to all eternity they shall never by any means be destroyed any means is any means including you you are a means is it true by any means and no one is able to is that all glory to god leave it there so our salvation is sure because we have no involvement in it Our salvation is sure because we have no involvement in it. Philippians 1.6. I'm closing. Being confident of this thing, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So you're not the one who began it. If you began, you can't finish. Like I told you, your Instagram is still empty. I'm sorry. Some of, some of you started writing a book. You have not finished the book. No, God gave me a vision to write a book. He said, How to prosper in the land of nothing. We're well done. Author, bestseller. So when I release these books, it will change lives. 
you have not written the first chapter. Table of contents, nothing. You are just admiring the book in your mind. Stop it. I will start, I will start. If I don't start, you will not, not something will happen to you. You can't finish it. That's why you have no involvement in it. So our salvation is sure because we have no involvement in it. I have nothing, I have no part to play in this thing. It is completely his work. Do you see what I'm saying? The scripture is there. So he who began the work, he's the author and finisher of faith. Faith there is salvation. He's the author and finisher of faith. That's the right rendering. Not our, not our faith. He's the author and finisher of faith. Of salvation. You know how they say Christianity is the faith. Yeah. So he starts it, he finishes it. Glory to God. Glory to God. So what God requires, he provides. Are you getting <laughs> what God requires? He provides what God requires, He provides, and that's why you will find that Abraham took Isaac, was going to kill the guy. See, God has told me to go and sacrifice my son. In Isaac, is like, Daddy, I can see the wood, I see the knife, I see fire, Baba with the lamb. It's <laughs> and Abraham. <laughs> Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself. Find that scripture. He didn't say God will provide a lamp. What God requires, he provides. Or put it better, what God requires, he becomes. Find the scripture. He says, where is the lamp? God has asked him, go and sacrifice your son. But now, where's the sacrifice? Get it, carry, carry Isaac, they go. Is it, find it, find it. Can you find it for me? Is it close? Look at this. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself. So him became the lamb. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Himself. He will provide himself as the lamb. Are you following what I'm saying? But what Abraham did not see is when he climbed up on this side of the mountain to go up to sacrifice, there was a lamb walking up on the other side. <laughs> so for every step of faith, there was a promise fulfilled. And I don't know where the lamb is going to come from, but God said, go sacrifice. And he's going, the lamb is walking. <laughs> and he's going, the lamb didn't just show up there. And then they came there. When they climbed up the mountain, the lamb climbed up too. Because they will be required, one, that the Lord will provide himself. And the lamb was significant of the son. Because the lamb of God was slain from the foundations of the earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he asked for a sacrifice. He became the sacrifice. So Abraham didn't have to kill his son. He had to take the lamb that God offered. And say, don't touch that boy. Look. There's now a ram there caught in the ticket. It looks like the crown of thorns. Can I teach this thing another day? <laughs> Are you getting blessed this morning? Yeah. 
So you, you all have this assurance. You want to find assurance in what you can do. You know, I, I made a covenant with God. No, I'm in a covenant with God. I've told God, any day I will do it, kill me. You have done it five times, Alpha. God is not a murderer. <laughs> I want to employ God to become assassin. So I've told God, the day I tried, kill me. The day I tried, cut it. Cut what? <laughs> God cuts what? God is not an abattoir. I'll be not working about no Jehovah Sabotoir. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? The believer is not in the covenant with God. That's what I can hear. The believer is not in the covenant with God. The believer is the product of the covenant that God had with himself. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You can't be in a covenant relationship with God. You're going to break it. So if I was married now, glory to God, pay attention. Pay attention. You are carnal people. Now, now, now look at this. Now, what, what, pay attention. <laughs> so what that means will be, I have a wife, and then we have, listen to me. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. And then we have a son, Clarkson Jr. Now, now, now listen, now listen. Now what that means will be that I'm in a covenant relationship with my wife, and we give back to Clarkson Jr. from that covenant. Now, Clarkson Jr. is a product of the covenant. He's not in the covenant with us. So because he's a product, he can't break it. So God is in a covenant relationship with Jesus, and we are recipients of that covenant. So we can't break the covenant. We can only receive from that covenant. Do you see what I'm saying now? So every time I have entered covenant with God, you, where do you see God to enter it? You couldn't be in a covenant with God. Covenant keeping God, there is no one like you. You couldn't be in a covenant. But he keeps covenant, but you can break yours. Do you see what I'm saying now? God keeps covenant, but he, the one he's keeping is what he had with Jesus. Not you. So he is faithful to the covenant he had with his son that he might become beneficial to you. Hey. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? He is faithful to the covenant. So I'm doing things for my kids because I had a promise to my wife. I said to Jesus, I can't have one. I will never have one. And it's good for you that you don't have one. Because if you have one, you will break it. Do you see what I'm saying? You don't understand how the covenant happened. Should I explain to you? So yes, Jupiter, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. She's listening. You all don't listen. Yeah, glory. Don't read me. <laughs> so, so, so here's the point. Here's the point. Can I explain? So Jesus, you know, it's easy. So God wanted to redeem man, but the only way that man could be redeemed was that one man will have to become, will have to come offer sacrifice for the entire human race. Does that make sense? Now, but it's impossible for a fallen man to save the fallen race follow. So there was no man worthy enough to become the sacrifice or to offer sacrifice that can be accepted to cleanse humanity. So God was looking for how to reconcile that thing and there was no man so God became the man. So God God was up here, stepped out of God with the face called Jesus. 
So God came out of God, and that God was called Jesus. He became a man, and then he dwelt amongst men. Entered the womb of Mary and was born. So that man was now qualified to offer sacrifice to cleanse humanity because he didn't do sin. So he had to take a sinless man to save humanity. And now because this man is God in the flesh, he comes into covenant with the Father in his death. Now by that death relationship, he offers sacrifice, the Father accepts it, and then pronounces the entire human race free. It doesn't make sense, it makes faith. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So Jesus is God in the flesh who offers sacrifice to God in the spirit and he accepted it and cleansed the whole world. So in that covenant, everyone who puts faith in it becomes saved. So we are not the ones who offered the sacrifice. We're not the ones who provided the sacrifice. We're the ones who received the riches of the sacrifice. Do you see that now? So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't add anything to it. I can't take anything out of it. I can only believe that this thing can serve me. Does it make sense to you now? So that is the covenant that we have. We did not enter it. We became beneficiaries of it. That covenant gave birth to us. Does it make sense now? Do I have to explain again again? It makes sense. Glory to God. Do you understand? So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in covenant with God. I'm a be beneficiary of the covenant. You're learning something. Are you learning something? So, so um, our assurance in the faith is premised on a couple more things than what I would have said, but let's do these three. First is that Jesus is now your righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, God, who, God made him who knew no sin or had no sin to become sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So in other words, you didn't have, he didn't have sin, he didn't do sin, but he became sin. And because he didn't do sin, he became sin. You didn't do righteousness, you became righteousness. Does that make sense? Jesus didn't have to sin. He didn't do sin, but he became sin. He took on our sins. And when he took on our sins, his righteousness was now given to us. Do you see? Now, on the premise of that, I have assurance that I can show up before the Father every single time I want to. Is that okay? Because I'm not going on my own merit. I'm going on his merit. Do you see that now? Give me the living Bible. Let me show you what it sounds like. For God took the sinless Christ and poured into him our sins. Then in exchange, poured God's goodness into us. Do you see that? So I'm going to the Father with the goodness of Christ, not my goodness. So I did wrong, but I have goodness. And that goodness is not my goodness. It never runs out. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So I can show up anytime. Why? Because goodness is given to me by faith, not by works. I didn't have to work for it. I just have to receive it by faith. Does this make sense to you now? Glory to God. Glory to God. You don't talk and say glory to God. Yeah. Next point will be Jesus Christ is your substitute. He is your substitute. And on the premise of that, what you'll find is that he's in the game for you and his victory becomes your victory. So you don't have to fight to win. He fought so you can have the trophy.